What's happening, guys? Welcome to the Dynasty Warzone, streaming live on the Player Profiler YouTube channel. Tonight's show, we're going to be talking about Summer's Super Sizzling Cells. Easy for me to say, and uh, easy to say that my man Jerry, the co-host with the most, will not be here tonight, but I am not alone. You know, in the preseason, we get a lot of these young guys, these rookies, you've, you've never really seen them on the field. Even us dynasty degenerates, sometimes we look around and be like, who the fuck's that guy? And that's what you might be doing live here on YouTube as you look directly across from our producer. Now, he is normally producer Kevin. Today, he is show talent Kevin. Welcome to the show for the first time on the player profiler feed, producer Kevin, a.k.a. Kevin Smick. What's up, Mr. Smick? What's going on, man? Uh, first off, it is an honor uh get the call up to the big leagues like you said called the reliever in uh shout out to jerry uh i'll try to live up to jerry's expectations here but honored to be on the show excited to talk some dynasty cells let's get it after it man let's do it uh for sure so this is kind of like your justin herbert moment so jerry the incumbent oh my god what was that guy's name who got stabbed in the in the lung why am i drawing a blank he played tyrod taylor Oh yeah. So I, I just yeah. had to I just had to keep talking long enough to workshop it. So <laughs> so Jerry is our normal Tyrod Taylor. Take that as a compliment or an insult. And then now you're Justin Herbert. Maybe Jerry needs to be scared. I would say that's the that's the case then. Jerry's you beautiful. Might... You got beautiful hair. Thank you. Thanks. Jerry's in trouble. But but no, J Jerry's fine. Jerry had family stuff that he needed needed to address today. So uh just like Justin Herbert, you know, it, you never know what it's going to be your opportunity to shine. And that's what Kevin's going to do. We're going to be talking about dynasty cells, guys that either have some steam or uh, you've heard a lot about this preseason. And now's a great opportunity to cash out because sometimes you can sell hype. And we're going to give you some guys tonight that you can sell hype on. Now, this is the player profiler feed. On Wednesday of last week, which ended up being a podcast on the Dynasty Warzone feed last Thursday, you and I did some summer storylines that, that people are overlooking. We talked about Dak and their offense. Uh, we talked about Cleveland. And we're going to do that again this week. We're going to do a bonus episode. We're going to do part two of that. So you and I are going to be hanging out a lot this week. That's great. It was an awesome show last last week. You Everybody should check that out on the uh, Dynasty Warzone YouTube uh, but yeah, and we podcast. got podcast and podcast network and yeah, man, like I'm ready to talk about it again, but we have a great show here today too. So let's get after it. Let's get after it. Indeed. Now, real quick, uh, I will be hosting a new show in season. Longtime Warzone listeners will know a couple of years ago, I was real successful and did a prop podcast, uh, called the, the prop cast. Very original. But I'm going to be doing that this year for Player Profiler. It's going to be Friday nights. It's going to be late, and you're going to want to be watching live. Why? Because when you gamble, it's about getting the best of the number. And you're never going to get the best of the number, so you absolutely have to be dialed in, notifications turned on, Player Profiler. It'll be Friday night, 10, 11, when the lines are fresh because the Sharps, the pros, they beat the shit out of those numbers really quick. Oh, yeah. And... uh it, it gets a little bit up there. You you a gambler? Now, I low, now, for those that don't know, Kevin lives in like that Philadelphia. He's actually a New Jersey guy. We, we can't hate him for being from, from Philadelphia. South Jersey specifically. To Just wanted to throw that out there. Shout out South Jersey. Shout out South Jersey. Now, you are an Eagles fan. I am. Now, now do you gamble at all? 
Very lightly. I mean, my gambling is fancy football, honestly. Uh, play some best ball. That's pretty much as far as it. My, my friends, degenerate gamblers, no doubt. I won't mention them on this podcast here, but yeah, absolutely. So a little bit. I dabble here and there. I do like some underdog props, though. Uh, oh, look at you. Professional segue. This is exactly where we're heading. Like that? Let's take a minute to talk about underdog, and then we'll get into good people, bad tweets. Let's take a moment to talk about Underdog Fantasy. Now, many of you have already signed up. Thousands have signed up from Player Profile already over the years. Underdog has supported us since 2020. Much of what you see on Player Profiler is because of Underdog, because of their support. Get the Underdog app, plug in that promo code UNDERWORLD. I used to play Underdog just for the best ball drafts. I mean, the best ball drafts are amazing. These draft rooms fill so quickly, and you can win life-changing money. You want to take advantage of all the sleepers we talk about on this show? Well... What better place than in an underdog draft room to do that? And I recommend taking your underdog play to the next level by diving into their NFL pickums. It's important to correlate those NFL pickums. You can pick both the quarterbacks and the wide receivers to exceed expectations. Correlate them, and you can five extra payout. Bada bing, bada boom. Underdog Fantasy. The promo code is Underworld for an instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Underdog is the truest friend of the underworld. Yeah, absolutely. Love underdog. And those are the player props. We're going to be kicking in the junk this year during the juice podcast on Friday nights. Now I'm, I I don't like doing like huge eight teamers or eight player prop parlays. That's not really my jam. We will be talking about that in season. So, uh, first time for you, at least on the big show, you're doing good people, bad tweets. Are you ready? I am. This is a good one too. So this is a good one. No, it it's is. not all. It's not all fantasy football. Sometimes it's lifestyle advice. Yes. And I saw this one on Friday, and I, I commented on it. And it's Jay Glazer. Yes, that Jay Glazer of NFL on Fox fame. You know, he's done stuff with the UFC. But Jay Glazer, short, stocky guy, bald head, goatee, and uh, Jay tweeted at Jay Glazer, by the way, and gate agent closed the door one minute before I got there. First time in 31 years I've missed a flight. Wow. At It's the Charlotte Airport who we tagged. Wow, Charlotte Airport just makes it hard on you. Now, I'm going to take this one first. Now, I'm going to be honest. Now, I, I've, I've not prob- probably flown as much as, in my life as Mr. Glazer. But let me say this. When the airport says be there two hours before your flight, yes, I get that this was an early morning flight, Jay. I don't care. You know, because... With airline travel, if you don't make that airplane, it's almost impossible. Forget if you're flying abroad. Like, I'm going on vacation um, due to this, like, you know, family stuff in the summer. We don't do summer vacation. Just don't. We, we have other things going on. So we make Christmas vacation. You know, my son's out of school. We, we go on Christmas break. That's our big vacation. I'm not getting there late. I will sit in the in the terminal or the waiting area of the airport. I'm not missing a flight. So, yes, the, the gate agent probably did you dirty, but don't be tagging airports because you were late. You should have been there at 4 in the morning. 4 in the morning. Kevin, where are you at on this tweet, man? Now, are, are you an early bird? Do you get there early? Or are you just like a, like a last minute? Hey, I've got um, pre-check. I've got pre-check, and I still get there super early. Okay, so I'll start with this, and shout out to my dad. Uh, he basically travels for a living. He actually has flown over a million miles on what used to be Continental Airlines, which is now United. Uh, He flies for work. He's in the music industry. So that man has been on so many flights in his life. 
So I learned a lot from him. So there's an art to it. I would like to say that. There's definitely an art to this. First and foremost, there's no excuse for being late. It needs to be your number one priority at all costs. If you're traveling specifically on an airport, you have to prepare for the worst. This is unacceptable. You, like you said, you shouldn't be tagging uh, airports and stuff. I've flown out of Charlotte a few times. It's not that bad. Like, come on, man. Like, it's wait. a weird airport. I'll give yeah. him that. It, it's it's not a great hub. But again, you know, someone, when I, when I tweeted this out, they said, well, Charlotte's a shitty airport. I got news for you. They all suck. Yeah. You know, Indy's not bad. Where I live, I fly out of Indianapolis International. It's not a bad airport, but all of them are bad. And that's the whole thing. That's what I take into account is I assume they're going to screw up. I assume the worst and hope for the best. So I get there super early. I, I get a coffee. I sit down in the in the area and I board my flight. Jay, I understand this is the first flight you've missed, so you're probably normally a good traveler. But don't be blowing up the airport, even if the line was long and, and you should have been there like hours. Like you could have been there like two hours before. Could have had a Starbucks, a nice crescent roll, a sandwich. Those those egg beaters. You ever had the egg beaters at Starbucks? Those are great. Oh yeah, go to. Absolutely. Perfect. So, so there you go. That is good people, bad tweets. It's not always fantasy football related. Jay, I just, I can't believe it. And this is a perfect tie in because Jay also has ties to the UFC. You know how fucking stupid you have to be to even think something like that, let alone say it publicly and act like you're fucking serious. Yeah. So, so there you go. That was good people, bad tweets brought to you by our friends at Underdog. So let's get into it. Let's get into the reason why everybody's here. Let's talk about dynasty cells. Now, every year in camp, you know, we're coming off of the first full preseason of NFL action. Now, we're going to recap a little bit of that in the overtime. If you're listening to this via audio podcast, you'll have to go back to Player Profiler's YouTube channel. And some point during the week, you'll see a little six to eight minute video, and we'll give you our elevator speech version of what we saw in NFL preseason week one from a dynasty standpoint, but this preseason action camp action, you know, what you see on Twitter, social media, it opens up a lot of cells. And that's why I called them super summer sizzling cells. And I'm going to jump into mine first. All right. You good with that? Go normally, for it. Absolutely. Normally I give, but I'm already on a roll. Go for it. And I want to talk about a guy that I love, but it's Calvin Ridley. You know, he's in the thumbnail. If you're watching live on YouTube, he's got the flames around him. And, and I like Calvin Ridley, but, and I'm not a, like an ageist guy. Like I'm like not going to denigrate a guy's value in dynasty because he's, he's whatever. But when I say that he's like less than a year younger than Tyreek Hill, that probably surprises some people. He's about 16, 15, 16 months younger than Cooper Cup, who's 30. When the season kicks off, he'll be 28 and eight months. In and of itself, but that's past the age apex for a wide receiver. And, and he has not played an NFL game since October of 2021. So I, I see you shaking your head. It, it, it's, it's wild. Mind, it's mind-blowing. Crazy. And, and, and I get that he's having a great camp. And he could very well have a very good 2023, but we're talking dynasty. And for me, he's going in an area now – in fairness, I want to give a shout-out, and I want to disagree with Mike Clay. Mike Clay of ESPN, he does a lot of their Dynasty content. I think Mike's a super sharp guy. Really do. I think Mike's a super sharp guy. Mike Clay, what I love about his rankings is when he does them, he puts their age at the start of the season in years and months right there. 
So it's a very handy resource to be able to say, hey, here's how old a guy is. So when the season starts, he'll be 28 and eight months. And so I was like, well, you know, while I'm, while I'm here, I'm going to peruse and see where he has him. Now, he had Calvin Ridley at wide receiver 24 on his board. And I didn't love it. I'm going to be real honest. You know, he was just behind Chris Godwin, who he's older than. He was one spot ahead of Terry McLaren, who he's older than. And then he was fairly significantly ahead of ahead of some really younger guys that I really like for Dynasty, including Jordan Addison and Zay Flowers. And I was even a little taken back that he was ahead of Traylon Burks. Now, I'm not a Traylon Burks apologist. Um, he's a quagmire. He's an enigma. He's a riddle. He's all of these things. You know, I see some things and I'm like, he's not that guy. And then my buddy Ray Garvin will tweet something out on. Love Ray. Yeah, I love Ray. And, and then he'll tweet something out on Traylon Burks. And I'm like, but I don't know how, how you could possibly have Calvin Ridley for Dynasty. For right. redraft, I, I get it. You know, he's in a contract year. We have our buddy Mike in the in the YouTube chat talking about he's still on a rookie contract. Think about that. You're 28.8, you know, 28 years and eight months old, and you're still on a rookie contract. As crazy as that is to say, and I, I like him, but from a dynasty standpoint, I would rather risk maybe not getting as good of a season out of a Terry McLaren or even a Traylon Burks, because I think Traylon Burks is a year away from being a year away. But I'm willing to sacrifice those points, whatever that gap is. Because I think, again, Calvin Ridley could have a great 2023, but then next year he'll be going into that you know almost age 30 season. What are your thoughts on Calvin Ridley? Are you a buyer? Are you a seller? Do you agree? Do you disagree? What's up, Kev? I, I agree. Um, I don't know if this is the best comp, but because can we throw like uh, – oh, man. So Anyway, he's a sell for sure. Um, can we throw a Josh Gordon out at him? It's almost like I don't. I, I think. Well, first of all, the Pod Father has also comped him to to Josh Gordon. Okay, it's a it's it's a different type of knucklehead, right? Jo Josh Gordon was like that true self destructive knucklehead. Sure, Th that guy that he couldn't beat those demons. You know, Calvin Ridley was in a bad spot from like a mental health perspective, which I totally endorse. Course. And, and uh, I just mentioned I'm going to be hosting a podcast that involves gambling. But this is his last chance to get the big contract. So if you're a contender and you can sell some age fear, maybe he was on the back end of a roster of someone who's like in the middle or maybe not contending, I'm fine with it. I'm not giving up a first for him. I would love to give up like a, a, a younger guy that I don't believe in as much. Like, I know our buddy Alan Seslowski from Rotowire and the Sonic Truth. He likes Jahan Dotson. I'm not sure. I know he had a great game this past weekend. So if you're looking to move a younger guy off of your roster, maybe a second, the ideal trade for me to get rid of Calvin Ridley would be two seconds. I'd love to give you my 24 contender second and then a 25 second. That would be perfect because seconds are much easier to get back than first. And again, this is something we're going to reiterate quite a bit throughout the throughout the season is that you you don't want to be hoarding 2024 first, but especially in Superflex and tight end premium, because you've got you know three quarterbacks I can think of. You got, you know, uh Bowers, uh the guy that the tight end from 
from uh, Georgia. You got Marvin Harrison Jr., and we've not even mentioned a running back yet. So 2024 first are oh, going to yeah. be valuable. I'm not giving up a first if I'm buying. He's a sell for me. But who's a sell for you? Or well, back, you have, but, yeah, back sure. to Ridley. I just I mean, he was wide receiver uh, four or wide receiver five in standard or PPR leagues uh, when his last full season in 2020. Um, so I think people are seeing that, and then they're like, obviously he gets straight to the Jaguars. It's like phenomenal offense. I think though, it's people, a good offense, good quarterback, it's a great good offense. weapons around him. Not but I think a lot the of thing doubles. is, I really, really like Christian Kirk. I think he is an absolute stud and is going undervalued in drafts right now. I think he is actually truthfully a buy. If I were, if we were talking about buys, I would say definitely Christian Kirk. And also I think Zay Jones, another underrated guy, was phenomenal last year. And um, I will say it actually looks like uh, Zay Jones is even in two receiver sets, according to at least their first preseason game. Um, so and like, Evan they, Ingram, the, and, the, the, the resurgence. And they re-signed Evan Ingram. He's off the he's off the franchise tag. Got, yeah. I don't want to call it a long-term deal because a tight end contract is probably a couple of years. but. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot of target competition. There's no guarantee that that he fires. What's he look like after two years? We saw Deshaun Watson, what he looked like after two years of not playing full speed NFL football. So it's not going to surprise me if he's in, in a similar boat. But but For who's sure. your guy? Who's your who's your so, first sell? I I love selling off of the hype. That's just my go to move. Um, if someone like sees highlights. And you'll kind of see that in my trend throughout the show. But if you see some highlights, you can send like people you're trying to trade with some clips and stuff. My first guy is DJ Moore. Um, I Kevin, you do know there's a penalty for talking negatively about anyone in the Bears attached to Justin Fields. There's a lightning bolt that you're riding on the back of right now. I'm just going to warn you: be prepared. I'm fully prepared for this. And just the thing is with DJ Moore, I I'd argue Billy was. Uh, DJ Moore truther a couple years ago. So this is coming from a guy who was obsessed with DJ Moore, but truthfully, I think he is who he is. I mean, he's consistently been back end wide receiver two uh, for at least the last three seasons. Um, he's was wide receiver 23, 18 and 24, which is good, but I think you could sell him for wide receiver one values right now. You set, you see the clip and what you can do. And like, honestly, the difference for me is, you know he you see him do that and everybody's like, Oh my gosh. I saw Ross Watch actually tweet out says his his ADP, at least in redraft, just rose a ra- whole round by that one play in general. So I think you can go off of that one play and you know, everybody I'm sure has seen your take on Justin Fields, which was a phenomenal uh excerpt, I guess you could sell call it. Um I just I think I said what I said. Right. And I just think like he is who he is, like I said, you know, really Everybody is, I'm so tired of hearing this specifically as an Eagles fan, everybody comparing this to AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts. You mentioned that as well. We don't need to go too far deep into that again, but just like, it's lazy. It's just, it's young quarterback. It's a new receiver that everybody likes on from a bad offense. And, and, and I think the passing part of Justin Fields is what is the difference here. And I just, he's not Jalen Hurts. Um, So to me, I'll let you go off of that, but I just think going off of the hype, I just think it's not that DJ Moore is bad. It's just that he's probably a back-end wide receiver, too, that you probably could sell a back-end wide receiver one values. Um, Take it from there, man. Well, first of all, good job for you. With with about 40 minutes to prepare, you've understood the assignment. We are selling the super summer sizzling 
value, and that's exactly what DJ Moore is. First of all, here's a little uh, tidbit for you. DJ Moore, Calvin Ridley, same draft class. Yep. DJ Moore is two full years younger than, than Calvin Ridley, so that's like one of those you know mind blowers for you. But I, I'm going to start off with a, with a quote from a person much smarter than me, and it's Maya Angelou. When people show you who they are, believe them. DJ Moore, I'm throwing out his rookie year, and I'm throwing out last year. I'm not holding last year's 888 yards against him. But DJ Moore, three straight seasons, 86, uh, 86 receptions, 66 receptions, 93 you know receptions. So what is he? He's an 80-catch-a-season guy. Those three years, 1175, 1193, 1157, 444 touchdowns. So if you want a guy who's going to give you 80 receptions, 1175 yards and four touchdowns cool. Exactly. Totally totally cool. That's going to be like wide receiver depending on how the wide receiver stats rank out this year. Sure. It, it's it's going to give you probably a, a a middle to back end wide receiver too. That's just what it is. And if you can sell this video from Saturday of this pass and and, and no offense to Justin Fields, I've, you know, kicked him Plenty. I think he's going to be great for fantasy. We'll see how he does from a real football standpoint. He literally threw that ball six yards behind the line of scrimmage. DJ Moore picked it up off his shoe tops, beat six defenders, and down the sideline he went. That's great. Totally great. By the way, those fantasy points count. They don't count any more or less because it had a negative A dot. That's but. That's true. That's what we're trying to sell here. This is a great sell window. What am I looking to get out of DJ Moore? Man, I would love to get like a Zay Flowers Plus. Oh, yeah. Now, Zay Flowers Plus. Can I give you Zay Flowers? We just talked about the 24 class, especially Superflex tight end premium. Can, can I give you DJ Moore in my second? And can I get Zay Flowers in your first? Let's do that. Yeah. Because absolutely. you're not going to convince me that the, because you know what? I, I, I love what I've seen out of Lamar camp today, and I am not worried about Odell Beckham Jr., and I'm not worried about Rashad Bateman. If if we look back a year from now and you're getting like a, a Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey vibe from Flowers and, and Andrews, I'm going to be 0% surprised. Now, will they have the volume? Probably not. I don't think Lamar is ever going to go full Patrick Mahomes, but I've kind of deviated. I am 100% a sell on DJ Moore. Now, did, did I back you up well considering we're doing this on the fly? Oh, yeah, for sure. That was phenomenal. Quick note, I, I'm trying to buy the Ravens offense. I'm, I'm loving that hype there. So, uh, 110%. I'm trying to bet. Yeah, I would love to throw some bets on them, like, you know, just, you know, say Flowers, Andrews. Anyway, continue. I, you know what? We're doing this on the fly, but, you know, and I talked about a gambling podcast. As soon as we get done with this, I'm going to pull up my bet MGM app, you know, the, the one with the lion, I think Jamie Fox is the sponsor. Maybe he Kevin Gar- Kevin Garnett, but they have a promo code Underworld. I don't know what you get. I just heard the Podfather talk about it the other day because again, this is all on the fly. And I'm going to take a good look at Lamar Jackson's passing prop. Now, I don't like betting overs. It's hard to hit overs because when you take overs, you got to bake in the injury concerns, which Lamar Jackson has had two years in a row now. But I think this offense is going to be special. And when you have yep. yak guys that can do yak things like a Zay Flowers and like a Mark Andrews and like an Isaiah Likely, and I've not even mentioned 
Odell Beckham Jr. and Rashad Bateman, if those guys can stay healthy and contribute, Lamar could do a lot of really, really good things. I'm going to let you go back to back. I'm going to let you go two out of three, sure. and then we're going to take a commercial break. So give us your your second summer sizzling sell. Well, I'm going off of the, like I said, there's a trend here. Uh, my guys for my sale is George Pickens. Um, the thing is, now this one right here, I do think I think more so than DJ Moore, you're playing with fire. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, and this is this was a tough. I kind of talked to you about this pre-show. This was a tough sell for me because I do like George, but another thing you mentioned is like it kind of. There's a lot of things that can go south here. You and, know, you know the the biggest thing that I think, and I love Deontay Johnson, but right. to keep the conversation going, I, and this is why I love Cal, uh, excuse me, Chris Godwin. And you're not hearing this anywhere else but this podcast. We forget that Chris Godwin and George Pickens, they roughly tore an ACL around the same time, mm-hmm. which was late December, maybe it's even early January in the case of Pickens of 2021. They're now a full 18, almost 19 months post-surgery on both these guys. So I'm going to let you continue to talk about George Pickens. Just be very, very careful because guy going into year two post-ACL, I don't know that I want to fade, especially a young, hungry interesting well, fellow like George. It's Pickens. why it's spicy because this is an offense. Everybody's targeting. Uh, everybody's ready for the Kenny Pickett breakout. Um, it's an interesting move for sure. Uh, so I just, uh, I'm looking at a tweet here. It says, don't let this George Pickett uh, Pickens touchdown distract you from the fact that Deontay Johnson had a 43% target share on the Steelers first drive of the preseason. That's Adam Koffler on Twitter. Um, I think George Pickens makes all these crazy plays and I, look, you can go through my phone here. This is a Twitter search right here. Look at all these highlights. There's this endless highlights of George Pickens. So talk about DJ Moore highlights. There's camp highlights. There's crazy catches. To me, I think George needs to push this, put this in games. Um, I think Pat Fryermuth is going to have a phenomenal season. I think he's going to get targeted a ton. Uh, Deontay Johnson, like I said, somehow just keeps continuously going on the radar. I just think this is a guy that you can just completely sell off of the hype. And, and trust me, he he kind of looked like one of the be- most talented receivers in his class, you know. He fell due to uh, character concern. I, I, he fell in the draft and wasn't one of the top ones. But, you know, Dynasty rookie drafts, people are drafting him because, you know, your Debbie guys and all that stuff, they're really on him. Uh, so there's a, there's a lot of George Pickens truthers out there. The talent is unbelievable. Uh, to me, I just, before... He tries to put it all together. I think I would like to try to maybe sell almost at his peak, and I think now might be the peak. I, I actually sold him in the offseason. I got Jordan Addison in a trade. Um, that was my deal, which I'm actually pretty happy with. Um, but, yeah, go from there for that. Oh, l- listen, I the one thing I don't like about George Pickens is, like, he literally catches the ball and falls down. Not a yak guy. And, yeah. and, 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 and the listener who doesn't have like the benefit of, of actually hosting the podcast and having the computer directly right in front of you, you're like, did he really catch the ball and just fall down? Well, he had like 84 targets and he had 104 yards of yak. Like literally he had like two yards of yak per catch. That's he literally, and, and he's, and he's like over six feet tall. Right. So you, if you yeah. just, if he literally gets tackled and just falls forward, that's literally his yak was just his six foot body falling forward. Now, a couple of guys, you mentioned you moved in for Jordan Addison. Perfect. So I have the player profiler dynasty rankings pulled up. 
So I'm going to give you, because they have Mr. Pickens at 25. So I'm going to give you the three in front of him and the three behind him, and you, you can say, would you rather? Sure. Jordan Addison, obviously I'm going to go out on a limb and say, since you've already traded for him, you would rather have Jordan Addison. Absolutely. Traylon Burks or George Pickens? I'll take Traylon Burks. You know what? I agree with you, and I, I never in a thought in a million bajillion years thought I would say that until I just did. Michael Pittman or George Pickens? I'm going to take Pickens. I'm not a Pittman guy. Man, I... I'm going to go tie, you know, like, like when I was a younger man, I wrestled. And when you wrestled in between periods, you either took top position, bottom position or neutral. Sure. And like, if you win the coin slips, the first period, you can defer. I am currently deferring. I'm deferring on Michael Pittman versus George Pickens. Cause they're close. Yeah. 26 right. is his teammate, Deontay Johnson. I mean, I'd rather have the wide receiver, one of the team. Than the give give me the tell. volume. Give me the guy yeah. who's gotten like 140 targets like two or three years in a row. For sure. Another interesting one, interesting one, because he also came out of a big SEC school, Jerry Judy. I love Judy. I'm also taking – I'm actually definitely taking Judy over this one. You know what? We're going to disagree. I am going to take Pickens. Okay. I, I just – I don't think Jerry Judy is, is that guy. I know he had the touchdown over the weekend – he could be, he could be, and and this very well could be a a more nuanced version of kind of what Pickens and Deontay Johnson have going, and Judy could get the volume, and you know Cortland Sutton could get the splash plays. Last guy, Jahan Dotson. Jahan Dotson, or see this one's tough. I see you shaking your head. Yeah, um, if we're flipping them, I think George Pickens has more value. So I think you could get more if we're just talking trades. You know, that's kind of subjective, but I'm taking the easy cop out here. But now I'll, I think I'll still lean Pickens on this one, though. I'm going to take Pickens just because I get the better quarterback. I think I think, I think Jahan Dotson better. had just a little bit. He just had a lot of outlier stuff happen. Like his, he's just due for, I think, a little bit of a touchdown regression and, and a couple other things. But I, I, I love this, how all these guys you kind of have and, – and I. I don't want to say they're the original because it's nowhere near original, but you kind of get a lot of these DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett type situations before Jackson Smith and Jigbo, you know, come strolling into town. You have the 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 smaller underneath guy who's going to get a ton of targets, and then you got the big body, you know, banger on the outside that can go up and get it. And I don't know that George Pickens can be that, but th that's perfect. A guy that I didn't mention was Quentin Johnston. If I can move Quentin Johnston and get George Pickens and anything, a ham sandwich, a pat on the back, anything, maybe, maybe they would buy me a world famous in quotations draft kit. <laughs> maybe they would do that. Maybe they would come up with a couple of bucks and I could get the world famous in quotations draft kit. Guys, let's hear a, a quick word from our friend, the Podfather. Hey, it's the Podfather of great news. The 2023 draft kit is live. It is world famous. Why? Because it is the best resource for winning fantasy football championships that exists. There are rankings and cheat sheets for every format you can imagine. We have projections both at the team level and the player level. And wherever you are, you can click on a player, open them up, and see in-depth written analysis about what to expect in fantasy football from that player this year. And then you can click on the team and you can get even more in-depth analysis, all the drivers of fantasy production, both in a positive and negative direction for that team, including a signature trend. And the graphics are incredible. So these team insights, they give you the team level projections, the vacated targets, the vacated areas, and that one dynamic for each team 
that you need to know when making decisions on draft day. And we added a bunch of features. I mean, individual cheat sheets for Theo and Billy and Dario. So you could take your favorite analyst and download their personal draft cheat sheet. And then in the commissioner's section, also brand new this year, Memphis Young lays out everything you need to know to manage a league. Do's, don'ts, tips, and what the more innovative fantasy commissioners are doing this year. That's presented by Trophy Smack. The whole package is presented by the Fantasy Football Players Championship, the FFPC, Ray Garvin, Derek Brown, the best minds in the industry contributing analysis. It's certainly not the most inexpensive draft kit on the market, but uh, it is the best. Playerprofiler.com slash draft kit. Playerprofiler.com slash draft kit. Go get it. As you know, I'm a huge fan of the draft kit. Uh, I wrote the commissioner section, and I'm going to be doing one last commissioner podcast called Kiss the Ring. We're going to be doing that a week from Monday, the 21st. Just really tips and tricks on ways to make your live draft better because I love drafting. I love drafting online. I love the efficiency of it. Uh, It's great. But there's something about doing a live redraft league, even if you're a hardcore dynasty degenerate like us. There's something about getting your old college buddies back together, even high school buddies, your work league. You know, there's no one you want to beat the shit out of more than like John in accounting because everybody knows a John in accounting. I see your face. You're you're shaking your head, Kevin. You just want to smack him in the face. Absolutely. Every uh, year. My main home league, it's been like 10 plus years. Uh, Shout out Oakwood League. Um, Finally won it for the first time two years ago. I got slack for never. I I just could never come up with the title. And nothing. It's one of my best accomplishments in my life, honestly, by far. Like it was just felt so right. Also, shout out to the uh, Kiss the Ring podcast. I'm a commissioner of four plus leagues and it, it helps, man. So everybody check that out. Yep, and everything that you need uh, to commission leagues from Dynasty or whatever, it is in the draft kit, uh, world famous, as you as you heard. So let me get into my second guy. And, and, and he was hot, but like I, as I was putting this down, you know, he got injured in the middle of last week. Now, nothing serious. He's going to be back, but it's Miles Sanders. Now, you may say, Memphis, weren't you saying buy Miles Sanders? You're right. I was buy Miles Sanders this time last year. What do I love? I love guys going into a contract year with something to prove on really good teams. And we talked about it in our pre-show that we're going to do for our patrons over at patreon.com forward slash dynasty Warzone. You know, we talked about DeAndre Swift is in that role this year. I love guys on good offenses in contract years, but that's not Miles Sanders anymore. Miles Sanders is on the Carolina Panthers. And the one thing I hate chasing in dynasty and, and it's outlier seasons. And Miles Sanders last year, he hit career highs in games played. He played in 15 games. He hit career highs in touchdowns. He had 11, and he hit a career high in rushing with 1,269 yards. And I'm not so sure about what the offense in, in Carolina is going to look like. Now, I know some people, and I don't agree with this, that they're kind of concerned about Chuba Hubbard and That I don't get. I think Miles is clearly the man there. But one thing he doesn't get is he doesn't get that protection of a mobile quarterback. He doesn't get that Konami code, that RPO, that whatever you want to call it, that that he was afforded last year. When he and he also doesn't have Shane Steichen. You know, ironically, Shane Steichen, the current head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, Frank Reich, former head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, Colts. Yeah, and, and and I've not been super impressed. I wasn't in super impressed, and I've I just haven't been. 
And the only thing I could really bank on with a Miles Sanders this year is maybe the receptions go up because, you know, Bryce Young, not super mobile. The Frank Reich offense does have a lot of passing in it. But did you see their offensive line? I'm not going to overreact too much to the preseason. Their offensive line looked terrible. So he lost Jalen Hurts. He lost Shane Steichen. He lost that awesome Philadelphia offensive line. I've got concerns. I'm selling Miles Sanders. I actually sold him this week. As uh, in a league, I'm again. I practice what I cre- preach. If you listen to the Dynasty Warzone, I am actually, imp, you know, Im, you know, implementing the the tactics that I talk about. I'm getting into more wide receivers, and I sold for. I'm just going to consider a mid second. I got a mid second in Cortland Sutton for Miles Sanders. Okay. Now, now Cortland like Sutton as you know what. I got a little extra draft capital for this 21 draft class, or excuse me, this 24 draft class. Uh, I got a little wide receiver help. Again, a lot of my dynasty builds have been around the running back position. And I'm starting to diversify a little bit because if Miles Sanders regresses at all, I'm not getting that 24 second for him at the end of the season. And I'm damn sure I'm not getting him and Cortland Sutton. So for me, Easy to move off of Miles Sanders. Loved him last year. He got paid. I can see where the offense can work out, but at the end of the season, he's still going to be a 27-year-old on a middling offense, and they could bring in somebody, either a rookie or this huge upcoming free agent class. So I'm moving Miles Sanders. What are your thoughts on Sanders and the Carolina offense? Yeah, uh, so as a as an Eagles fan, um, Miles Sanders had an outlier year last year. I was kind of just surprised the whole year was it was that it was happening. Um, shout out Joanna. It is tough. <laughs> it is tough out there. Um, with Miles Sanders, man. So the main thing this offseason that they're basically going off of is he's going to get fifty receptions. He's going to get fifty receptions. They help. They show them in the, the you know the office and stuff. And hey, last time you played under Deuce Staley, who's their running back coach, uh, you know he had fifty receptions, which only has happened in his rookie year. If he gets more receptions, of course, it's going to have a little bit better of a season. He's had 50, 28, 26, and 20 receptions throughout his four-year career. Um, he, I'm pretty sure we've all watched the Super Bowl. He actually kind of got benched in the Super Bowl. Uh, he almost fumbled one of the first couple plays. I think it was the second play. Uh, I think it was a loss and then a fumble. Uh, and he kind of got benched. And it was... To me, I've never actually thought Miles Sanders was good. I thought he was a major disappointment out of the draft class. He kind of like was, you know, he was behind Barkley. Then he had a really good season uh, his senior year at Penn State. And everybody's like, hey, this guy's almost just as good as Barkley. Pick him in the second round. Truthfully, I think he was kind of a disappointment. Um, I mean, he just had an outlier season. He literally had zero touchdowns two years ago. Zero. And it was a big deal. Is that, that actually, good? Is that good? It's not what we want in fantasy. No, absolutely not. And... You know, a lot he he fell as a super big value last year. Everybody's like he doesn't score touchdowns. This Jalen Hurts thing that scored touchdowns. We well, ended up scoring eleven last year, but on this offense, I don't know if that's going to happen. It's kind of like this offense may not score eleven touchdowns. It's, period. It's no, rough. It's not, not I mean, that bad, but it's it's going to be rough in Carolina. And you're not going to no. again. You're. He's not good enough on his own to create the fantasy Correct. points we won. And, and I, I wasn't drafting him. I was drafting the spot last year, guys. I was acquiring his spot. 
because I, I knew that playing alongside a Konami code quarterback like Jalen Hurts has always been good for running backs, whether they catch the ball or not. The Podfather calls it the Alfred Morris corollary, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and when, when he <laughs> played alongside, you know, uh, Robert Griffin III. So I, I was buying the spot. I was buying the free agency, and now it's time to sell. That's how you do it in Dynasty, because especially with running backs, and you're going to hear this so much this season and offseason season. As we change up the show, we are going to reformat the show a little bit in season to make it more enjoyable for you, the dynasty gamer, because let's be honest, a lot of podcasts turn into glorified redraft podcasts in the season. It's just, and and that's okay, but we're going to do stuff a little bit different here and we're going to make it a must listen from a dynasty gamers perspective, by the way, shout out to Rubio and Joanna in the chat. Um, Joanna, a very, very loyal to all of the player profiler shows. I've heard her name so many times. She said, it's probably over for Trey Lance, huh? I just finished watching the game. You know, you're going to have to stick around, Joanna, and you know, come back later in the week. I know you will. You're very loyal. It'll be in the overtime segment that Kevin and I break down. But uh, Kev, you have one more name. And you know what? Yours may be spicier than mine. Oh, uh, well, let's get into it. Uh, mine is Travis Etienne. So are we fading the Jags? Like I was I was moving Ridley and you're moving ETN. I wouldn't say fading the Jags. I just think I'm just fading these two guys from the Jags, honestly. I'm definitely not fading the Jags, honestly. Um I think Tank Bigsby, this maybe is a buy Tank Bigsby take. There's been a lot, a lot of hype behind Tank Bigsby, and I think like good hype. Um he so is is Travis Etienne probably the clear meme back right now? Uh yes. Uh, but to me, basically, I think he's going to steal a lot of work. I think he's going to, his, apparently his hands are incredible. They're showing him catching footballs. Did you see that? He was like, already had like three footballs in his hand. He's catching like punts and stuff. It was crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I've kind of always thought Travis Etienne was a little overrated myself, truthfully, just coming out of college. Um, he had a okay season last year. He was RB 17 and PPR. 1,100 yards, five yards of carry, five touchdowns. I just think there are a lot of pieces here. Um, I just don't know if – I just I really think Tank Bisbee is going to be on the thing. Dwayne McFarland said on Twitter he, he it really seems to be like he's going to be more of a between-the-20s guy, um, which to me is just – I looks like maybe Dearness Johnson and Michael Hasty might even begin some, some goal line carries. Uh, Tank Bigsby, the third down running back. If you're only getting a guy who actually doesn't even catch passes either, um, I mean, he had 35 receptions last year, and if you're going to maybe have a guy come in to catch some more passes, if, if you're getting a guy that's between the 20s, that's not a guy I want. And, you know, he is a very high, very highly, I'd say, touted guy in Dynasty. I mean, right now he's, he's easily a top 10 running back. I just think if you could either get someone around that tier – or even try to get a receiver for him. You know, we were talking a couple of weeks ago, trade all <laughs> trade all running backs in Dynasty. Uh, that's just my take. It's just more of a a worry what's going around, the buzz, and, and yeah. Well, I, I you know, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm stretching out. I'm getting ready for this one. Now, you, you referenced that tweet from Dwayne McFarlane, and, you know, it says just one preseason game, but – Travis Etienne gave way to Tank Bigsby on the first drive in short yardage, 
and left the field for Jamichael Hasty on third and long. Not ideal, y'all. Might just be a between the 20s back. Now, I said this exact same thing in May, and I got ripped to shreds when I said I would rather have Najee Harris over Travis Etienne. This is is probably the guy we should have ended the show with, but, you know, we're we're working on the fly here, so I kind of fumbled the bag. This should have been the the, the main event. You know, I I said it then. Again, anything time that you say something negative about a player, especially a polarizing player, a popular player, like a Travis Etienne, it's cons- it's considered, hey, I'm not hating. This was my fear. And this is what I said when I said what I said about him and, and Najee Harris. And yet here it is. I know it's one preseason game. But no one also mentioned that Trevor Lawrence checks down at a slower rate to the running backs than Lamar Jackson. That's true. You can look it up. It was one of my pin tweets for a while. A guy named Pedro something or another. He and, and I'll see if I can find it and brush this thing back up. It's it's not a great spot. And I'm looking to get out of there. It's, a, you know, Tank Bigsby, you know, I said it earlier in the show. People will tell you who they are. Believe them. You know, Doug Peterson committees backs. And all of a sudden we're committing backs and like we're shocked, shocked. You know, they drafted Tank Bigsby in the third round, 25th pick of the third round. Why? They they wanted they they had a role in mind for him. They brought in Dearness Johnson from Cleveland. Why? They had a role for him. They used Jamichael Hasty last year in the passing game. Why? Because they have a role for him. It doesn't mean Travis Etienne's bad in football. It doesn't mean that he can't be successful. It just means for what we do from a dynasty standpoint, it's a great opportunity to cash out because the great player profiler.com has him as their eighth ranked running back in a dynasty startup. Guys, I'm going to get Rashad White plus. You know why? Because Rashad White avoided the injury bug today. He just, you know, kind of got weird. But like guys like that, give me plenty of guys. I'll I'll pull up the rankings right now. You know, you got Najee Harris. You got Tony Pollard, Rashad White, Ramondre Stevenson, Nick Chubb, Javante Williams, DeAndre Swift. I think DeAndre Swift and Javante Williams might be the cutoff. And I don't think I'm getting Nick Chubb. But I'm not a Ramondre Stevenson guy, but if I I'm looking for the plus. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for those type of guys plus something. Again, it's the same trade. You guys are going to hear me. I use this one a lot. I'll give you the, I'll give you player X in my second for player Y in your first. I'm always going to try to move up into the first round. Always, always, always. And if I can get similar points scored this year and acquire better draft capital, I'm always going to make that move. So I love the Travis Etienne call. Were you shocked when I, I was actually glad that you did it? I didn't think about it. I'm, I'm glad you did it. Thank you. Yeah, it's just uh, it's more like he's getting bumped up because the draft capital. He, I mean, he's just a really highly touted guy anyway. Plus, the offense is just supposed to be very good. So it's just you would think like people are like that makes sense together, dude. You 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 put him in Austin Eckler's role, smash. Right. You you put him in what could be Devon A. Chain or Raheem Moster or Jeff Wilson's role in Miami. Smash. It's not about the talent. It's about the talent around him and the way that I've seen the team use him. So it's nothing against him personally. I just don't love the spot. Bad spot. Last year, love Miles Sanders, good spot. I hate it for Travis Etienne. Bad spot. All right. I should have done that one last. That would have been a great way to bring home the show. But you know what? 
this is what happens. This is live podcast radio right here behind the scenes with uh, my, my new and uh, existing buddy, producer Kevin. Mine's not as popular. Mine's not going to be as polarizing now. And mine's but Darren Waller. Have you seen the Darren Waller highlights from camp, man? He's just, oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, is the term oh, yeah. mossing people? Remember, like, uh, uh, what was the, the segment with Michael Irvin? They used to do on Monday Night Football. They did, they did this funky. Um, well, I'm thinking of jacked up, but it's not jacked up. It was just like. It was jacked up. And then the Randy Moss one was you got mossed. Yeah, it's you got mossed. Yeah, that's it. And, and the, dude, Darren Waller is mossing people left, right, and center. Killing it in camp. And maybe yeah. he's motivated. Maybe I'm missing the motivation that he's playing this preseason with. But here's the thing. Opening weekend, that second weekend of September, guy's going to turn 31 years old which in and of itself is, is not a death sentence for the tight end position. We continue to see Travis Kelsey ball out. We saw Jason Witten play for a long time in Dallas. We saw Antonio Gates should be a first ballot Hall of Famer next year. Love Antonio Gates. But he's 31. Stud. Very much so. He played 15 games. Darren Waller played 15 games in 2019 and 2020. He played 15 or more. And then the last two years, 11 and 9. And he's looked great in camp, and and I I love Daniel Jones. So uh, because you guys are the Warzone listeners, and I love you guys, I'm going to give you a little sneak peek. We're going to give our league-winning quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight ends here at the Player Profiler Network, and I'm going to do it on behalf of the Warzone. A little, little spoiler alert, my quarterback's Danny Dimes. I think Danny Dimes is going to crush it. And where he's going, and this is a, from a redraft standpoint, where he's going in redraft right now, it's crazy. Is, is criminal. Crazy, it, it is criminal. Where else can you get last year's QB eight at QB seventeen prices? What in the what in the blue hell are we doing? He Andy is Lee. my number one. So shout out underdog. He is my number one quarterback by a landslide on underdog. I mean, he well he should be when he's going at the QB 17 prices and he's and he's played at the QB 8 overall level and he only threw 15 passing touchdowns yeah he's got nowhere to go but up and he's going seven anyway so i, I will explain that in the video when i do redraft uh league winners love Danny Dimes and i love this offense i think this entire offense is a buy on but you know, and the, I'm trying to do a good job of making sure that i'm telling you guys what to sell for or what i would be looking for I am looking to get out of the Darren Waller business, and can I get in the Sam Laporta business? Has looked great in camp. Can I get in the Luke Musgrave business? Looks like a three-down tight end in, in Green Bay. And then the plus. I'm always going to you know try to get the plus because we know outside of guys like George Kittle, and even he's hurt, right? George Kittle gets hurt from time to time, or yeah. by time to time, I mean every goddamn season. Yeah. And... and even Mark Andrews was down last year. It really feels like if you want, and at some point, I, I, it could be a Tom Brady situation where we keep saying at some point, and, and then eventually he's 47, but at some point, Travis Kelsey's going to slow down and stop crushing everyone's soul every single year, except for the person that has them on their fantasy roster. But it's just so volatile. Get me into some of these younger guys. Can can I work together a package? What can I do to get out of the Darren Waller business? Again, the the, the videos look great. He's motivated, but I'm motivated to get rid of him. I, I wish we'd have ended on Travis Etienne, but here we are. So with Waller for me, the way I play Dynasty, 
specifically with the tight end, I will ride a guy out until the sunset. So I'm actually going to have to disagree with you on this one. I just, I'm all in on Darren Waller this year. Um, I know health is a concern, but that's kind of the part of the, the thing where, you know, you basically just try to, you know, the health is less of a concern if he wasn't 31, you know, for sure. If, if, for sure. If, if he was 27 or even 28, like Evan Ingram last year, it's the three years. And, and, and maybe it's the seeing the three in his age, as opposed to a 20 something, he's a 30 something. Do you think the lack of miles, for lack of a better term, just because he kind of really didn't play until he was what, like twenty four or twenty five? Like, it's, I mean, really until twenty nineteen was his first like full season. Like, he kind of had he battled. Do, do you want to buy a seventy two Chevy Nova if it's got low miles on it? Maybe actually, yeah, um, Nova was a great car. We used to call <laughs> it the no go because there was nothing that would kill. Just the, the way Nova. I look at tight ends in Dynasty, I'm more of an aggressive. This is just me personally. I'm more aggressive on just holding on to the guys I know who are going to be good. Rookie tight ends scare me. They take time to adapt to the league. And and honestly, like I usually will buy them later personally. Let someone else draft them. They're almost a crapshoot. Whoever comes out, then I'll pay later once I know. Like, for example, now TJ Hawkinson, phenomenal. Uh, like, I'm all in over that. You're not worried. Have you heard the rumor that he's uh, quietly holding in? that he wants his money is that he's concerned that his production may not be what it was last year because a, they brought in Jordan Addison. Sure. B, they have to pay Justin Jefferson. C, Kirk cousins is a free agent at the end of the year. Are you a little concerned that, that TJ Hawkinson's not that he's not going to play. Yeah. Because the thing is like with all these holdouts, even with the running backs, it's almost just like, it's almost not possible for them to really do it. It's the hold in, and yeah, and, and you and you don't necessarily help yourself nah. by by not being on the field. It was actually reported as we as at least I saw it as we were recording the show is that Jonathan Taylor is going to be reporting to camp this week. Yep. It's like it's I know it sucks for those guys. I don't want them to not not get their money. I mean, I don't want someone showing up to my job being like, "Don't pay that son of a bitch. He doesn't deserve." <laughs> I don't want right. that, and I'm not trying to do that to these guys. But, yeah. I mean, the league's going to do what the league's going to do, and it's our job to react to it. But that's what we did tonight. We gave you some cells, and I really want to thank you, Kevin, for for jumping on and, and saving the day. Now, uh, you and I did a show last week. Uh, we talked about some some storylines. You have a good time? Oh, yeah, absolutely. This was, was, was phenomenal. Like I said, I, I do my best under pressure, so I'm glad to help our own podcast out you know um, it's great to get on the other side of things i had a blast hope everybody enjoyed it um yeah man hey well we're gonna do it again we're gonna do it again on thursday night live on the dynasty war zone youtube channel not player profiler the bonus shows are only found on our feed our youtube our podcast feed so if you're not subscribed to the dynasty war zone feeds you're missing out because we're putting out a ton of content and so are our buddies on the network. We've got a redraft show called the Fantasy Football Fellas. They're they're dropping a show once a week. We have our own rookie guy. I mean, everybody needs a rookie guy, right? We got Dallas. Dallas dropped a rookie show this week. We have another Dynasty theme show. That's the Dynasty War Games. Our bonus show. Five shows a week right now in season, and it's a great companion if you're already on Player Profiler. You can drop by. You can get the rookie-only content. You can get the Dynasty-only content. And it's a great companion piece if you're strictly a dynasty gamer. Maybe that's why you tune in to the player profiler. You know, you you want to get the dynasty war zone, 
you get the sonic truth. If you're looking for more Dynasty content, we have it over at the Dynasty Warzone. It's not just this show re-simulcast. So we're going to get out of here. You and I will be back. I am actually going to be recording. Make sure you stick around. Again, this is why you subscribe. I'm going to be doing, first time ever, doing a podcast with Jock, with Jax Falcone of the Undrafted and the Undroppables. Nice. Now, now, this should be a really good podcast because I tend to zig where he zags. And my dynasty philosophies and his aren't always the same, but those are usually the best conversations. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like a sore Peter, you can't beat it. So anyway, Kevin, thank you so much for stopping by and helping us out. Uh, if you want to help us out, you can check out patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone. Uh, you get this show early and ad free on Monday nights along with the, the pre-show and along with the overtime. If you're looking for the audio version of the overtime, which me and Kev are getting ready to record, you can get all of that at patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone. It's five bucks. We've got a group chat. We have leagues. Uh, a lot of good stuff. Patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone. But I'm done. Let's go do the overtime. Let's go talk Trey Lance and some other preseason week one. So thanks for hey, it's the Podfather of great news. The 2023 draft kit is live. It is world famous. Why? Because Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, if I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster, I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. As a member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one -on -one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Depth of Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds, tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, Shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak